All right, people. I, I feel like by now y'all should know that if I'm letting y'all know that I'm doing an impromptu episode, then it's got to be something, you know, some movie or TV news, some type of cinematic magic that I really got to talk about and get off my chest. I got to get the content out to y'all if I'm doing an impromptu episode. Now I've done like impromptu commentaries and, you know, stuff like that. But these types of, you know, movie news is different. Movie news is very different. I feel like the last one of the last episodes I did where I was talking about movie news was Gal Gadot's return to um, her uh, alleged return to the Fast Furious franchise. And it was said that she is in one cut of the movie, but her scene might be removed. I don't know what the hell is going on with that. Y'all can check that episode out if y'all want. It's called Justice for Giselle. And um, I'm just talking about we're not going to get into that. But it's funny. I mentioned Gal Gadot. Um, being in the Fast Furious franchise, because we all know Gal Gadot played Wonder Woman. I feel like it's a good segue into this episode. Um, and while Gal Gadot played Wonder Woman, you know, I, I didn't really, I didn't enjoy those movies all that much. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like the first one was just okay. It's an okay superhero movie. It's very overrated for me. And it, it's not that I hate it. It's just like, there's really nothing to it. It's got a pretty basic villain. There's not like the action sequences are okay. Everything about that movie is okay at best. The sequel, however, I was like, okay, I'm here for Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. You know, this is the closest I'm going to get to a fucking Thundercats movie, so we might as well have at it. And Wonder Woman had that, you know, she had that gold armored suit with the wings. But the movie was a little lackluster, and I didn't like that they brought Chris Pine back. I am not a Chris Pine fan at all, really. Um, but, you know, I'm getting long-winded here. I say all that to say this. Uh, you know, I mentioned Gal Gadot as a segue into this Wonder Woman talk. But we all know Wonder Woman is a part of the DC universe. So let's talk DC for a little bit. Where have we been with the DCU? Uh, in fucking trouble is where we've been for the most part. You know, I appreciate what Zack Snyder has set out to do, man. And it's, you know, I know we're moving forward and we got to get past that. But I, I, I feel like while I'm fortunate that we got Batman v Superman and Zack Snyder's Justice League and he's been like executive producing or, you know, overseeing some of these DC projects... I feel like what he had in store was was larger than life as far as the DC stories and the characters go. And um, I like it's, it's unfortunate, man, but DC does it. It just doesn't have a structure. And that's one of the reasons DC will forever be, you know, playing catch up. I feel like they will always be in the shadow of Marvel because Marvel, they knew I'm pretty sure they knew about Endgame. When Iron Man came out, you know, they set up such a foundation. They laid the bricks down for that that particular phase to be just so airtight, man. Continuity wise, story wise, character wise, whereas DC just kind of tried to start their own universe, you know, just, you know, throw it all in a blender and see what we come out with. And some of them have been great. Like I think I think Batman vs Superman was was really good. I think it's one of the best DCU movie EU movies for me. It's the DCU now, but you know they just said fuck the E. They took the E off and just was real petty about it. But as far as the DCEU movies, let's not get sidetracked here. I love Batman v Superman. I think Zack Snyder's Justice League is a ten out of ten comic book movie. Um, Birds of Prey, I've really enjoyed the Su the Suicide Squad. I've really enjoyed. Um, it's safe to say there's some good movies and some bad movies. Shazam is just okay. It's all right. I'm not excited for the sequel because it looks just as regular as the first one. Um, Suicide Squad with Margot Robbie and Will Smith. It, it 
was very disappointed and i'm ready to see david ayer's cut of that movie just to see what he originally had in store but if i can go back to something really quickly you know we're talking about suicide squad let's talk about the suicide squad and the guy that was behind the suicide squad movie reboot loose reboot whatever the hell you want to classify it as james gunn now i remember and y'all can you go back and check the trailer reactions uh at least the first trailer reaction i wasn't sold i wasn't sold on the fact that james gunn was coming into you know a marvel guy who was doing guardians of the fucking galaxy of all comic book movies i i haven't gotten into those but the third one looks good so i really might jump into that one i might go back and watch the other two just to prep myself for the third one because that trailer looks really good but james gunn i i I told myself i said i do not trust the marvel informant coming in and fucking with my dc properties but i remember that second trailer came out april 1st and uh i was tell i remember telling myself when it was over i said this is no april fool's joke man this trailer looks different um it looks entertaining and it looks brutal and i'm on board for it and i ended up you know did commentary for uh the justice league if y'all want to check that out and i enjoyed the shit out of that movie man i was really shocked at how well james gunn did with those characters and just for a dc movie in general and i was a little concerned because the trailer you know starro was like the main antagonist and i'm like i don't want that goofy colorful guardians of the galaxy shit in a dc property but lo and behold man he has some shit in store and that movie is just as brutal as it should be you know for it to be an r-rated suicide squad movie man he did a great job with that being said james gunn uh recently came over to warner brothers dc and he was hired to you know just pretty much be in charge of things i don't i'm not i really can't remember like the the position type of thing he's put in who's above him who's below him but james gunn is very much in charge of what he's doing over there as far as these projects go and i was i was curious about that i'm like okay i'm gonna trust the process but i got a little nervous because james gunn came in there with peter sanfran or whatever that guy's name is these motherfuckers just started cleaning house henry cavill's no longer batman jason momoa is no longer aquaman they might keep ezra miller as controversial as it is and as it sounds they might keep ezra miller and i kind of see like listen we know ezra miller's got mental issues uh i i'm not excusing any of the things that he's done these publicity stunts these uh these aggravated assaults whatever the case may be but i feel like uh warner brothers in dc may use this as a stepping stone to let people know we know he has mental issues. We're not going to give up on him like everybody and cancel him out like everybody else has been doing. It's a really nice gesture. I don't know how everybody else feels about that. Um, but people have been pretty vocal about not giving a fuck about Ezra Miller anymore. But they might, you know, they might keep it going with him. Gal Gadot is out as Wonder Woman. I didn't even mention that while they don't want Jason Momoa to play Aquaman anymore. Um he might he's rumored to play lobos which he really looks like lobos if you go and look at the artwork and there's also fan art of him as the character and it's pretty fucking spot on so while they're giving him you know they're not firing him i can't call it you know a demotion or promotion because i don't know how well loved both of those characters are in comparison but you know jason momoa is sticking around he's just not going to play aquaman anymore and it's unfortunate because we got um the lost city or lost kingdom sequel coming out and um Ben Affleck, I don't I don't know what's going to happen after his Flash cameo and his Aquaman cameo, but if Ben Affleck is out as Batman and Bruce Wayne, I would much rather see him direct, write and direct in the DCU than, you know, rather than him just be 86th out of the projects entirely. 
Um, but yeah, man, these motherfuckers came in cleaning house and they've got plans. They've got plans for a new DC slate and they've been hinting at it for a little while now, man. And today we got that DC slate. We got everything revealed that is that is upcoming in the DC universe, people. And we're going to talk about this shit. But um, there is a there is something here that I am I am really excited for more so than anything else that we've seen announced here and i'm going to get to that in a second but um i really basically what i want to do here i want to give a rundown of what this uh what this these projects are these 10 projects that we've got coming out i don't is it 10 or is it let me count these motherfuckers man oh no it's the new 10 projects and the already existing projects that are already coming out so um you know we got shazam fury the gods coming out that's coming out march 17th 2023 now like i said the first movie was just okay i don't appreciate them making them fake ass philly logos for the cop cars and the buses and the stores that ain't philly stop you don't don't bullshit a bullshit or like stop playing that's not philadelphia you guys dressed a set all right i don't like that shit now i know they probably couldn't film a fucking shazam movie out here we couldn't even film law-abiding citizen out here without somebody running up on jamie fox's you know hotel bedroom door and shit but i listen I know there's Shazam fans out there and, you know, good for y'all, man. I'm I'm happy that this has fans out there. And Zachary Levi, he's not a bad Shazam. Like, I think his humor sometimes like I did laugh in the trailer where he's ta- he's talking to Helen Mirren before she kicks the shit out of him. And it is good to see Helen Mirren in that movie and Lucy Liu. And I feel like anything with Megan Good in it is a fucking win because she don't need to cape the flu. And I'm gonna just leave that at that. Megan Good is amazing, and I'm trying to interview her on the show. So, Megan Good, if you ever hear this episode, which you probably won't, then you need to know that I, you you need to you need to get on this interview. All right, I'm gonna just leave that at that. So we got Shazam Fury, the guys coming out, and these are just all the the ones I'm about to name are the DCU projects. These are the ones that are still existing in the universe that we are seeing the last of, or maybe a new beginning of, because you know. Um, Blue Beetles is uh, also coming out. Blue Beetles coming out August 18th, 2023. And I cannot wait for that fucking movie. I know little to nothing about that character, but Zolo uh, Mari Dunya, listen, y'all already fucking know I can't pronounce these names, man. But um, uh, my man from Cobra Kai, Miguel from Cobra Kai, he is going to be Blue Beetle. And I remember seeing the behind the scenes uh, photos of them when they were filming. And I said, I like this. This is not a motion capture suit. It's a practical suit that this guy is in. And he's already got the fight sequences down packed because of his, you know, for his training with Cobra Kai. And he's like one of my favorite characters in that whole series. One of the best TV series ever, by the way. So I'm hoping that they're going to let him do a lot of his own stunts that we're going to see his like. I want to see him do a lot of the fight scenes without the mask on. Um, I don't know how Blue Beetle suit works. But uh, I love that it's a practical suit, and it almost gave me vibes of the Giver. I don't know how many people remember that superhero movie Giver. There was also a sequel called Dark Hero, uh, Giver Two. I-, I like those movies, man. I feel like James Wan should definitely um, touch on that. But I, you know, I ain't gonna. I'm not fan casting and you know fan directing right now. But it, listen, James Wan, you need to do the Giver reboot. I'm just saying. But uh, Blue Beetle's coming out. The Flash is coming out June 16th. And listen, regardless of, of the legal and mental issues that Ezra Miller's been going through, I'm fucking pumped up for the Flash movie. We're going to get different versions of the Flash. Supergirl is in the movie. Iris West, who was in Zack Snyder's Justice League, is coming back 
Ben Affleck's making an appearance. Michael motherfucking Keaton is coming back as Batman. I Listen, Michael Keaton is the selling point for me here. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Ben Affleck, and I'm sorry, Michael Keaton, the more I go back and watch Batman 89 and uh, Batman Returns, I feel like I'm making a mistake. But for me personally, somebody who's grew up with all the Batmans, I think Ben Affleck is the best Batman and Bruce Wayne for me personally. But Michael Keaton is the selling point here when he is the moment bruce wayne or batman steps onto that screen onto the scene shit is gonna the 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 earth's gravitational pull like that back to the future shit that's gonna be different man it's gonna be fucking bonkers and i can't wait for the movie man andy muschetti i feel like is a a fantastic choice of director to um to, to to helm the project man i feel like um with what he did i don't know how much horror or dark, I'm not going to say horror, because The Flash is, from what I know, is not like a horror type of property, but uh, I don't know what type of dark elements he's going to bring, man, because the shit that he pulled off with It Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 were, were, were really fucking great, so I just can't wait to see what he brings us in that uh, in that movie also. Now, the last, um, the last, this fucking scam likely calling my phone, but um, lastly, in the DCU slate, we've got Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Now, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen is coming back as Black Manta. Of course, Jason Momoa is coming back. Patrick Wilson is coming back as Ocean Master. And there's a really dope shot of him and I think James Wan on the beach. And I think Ocean Master has been in some type of prison where he's not to be around water. So he looks like, I'm not going to say he looks weakened, but he looks pretty dirty and he looks like he's auditioning to play like, uh, I don't fucking know. He's got this long ass beard and this long ass hair. I almost got a little blasphemous and I hope y'all know where I'm going because I'm not even going to take it there. You know what? Fuck it. He looked like he's auditioning for Passion of the Christ Part 2. God damn it. That's what Patrick Wilson looks like. And I can only imagine. I don't know. I'm wondering. Is he, I don't know if he's going to be the villain here, but I do want to see him and Black Manta team up to go against Aquaman. And then maybe there's a bigger threat at stake. Now, as far as Mira, Amber Heard's character, I have no idea what they're going to do. with. I don't know if she's going to be fully taken out of the movie. I don't know if they're going to if they've recasted her and not told anybody and they're just going to wait for the trailer. I don't know if her character is going to be killed off screen, if she's just written out. of. I, I don't know. But we know what happened with that fucking seven year trial that, you know, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp had going on. And her ass is crazy as fuck, man. Um, and it's unfortunate what they went through. But I understand why, you know, it was a bad look for Warner Brothers in D.C. to keep her around. Um, and they're they're really trying to play it safe with that type of shit. But I like I enjoyed the first Aquaman movie a lot. And the first Aquaman movie had such beautiful cinematography, man. I compare it to like uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, The Abyss um godzilla versus kong it's just a really beautiful movie yeah it has some problems and a lot of people said that the story was pretty dumb i didn't have as many problems with um with aquaman as everybody else did because for one that was never a character i cared for i never liked that character but when you get a badass like jason momoa who's a badass and everything and yeah they took some liberties with the look and the personality of the character but Jason Momoa is a home run as as that character, man. He brought life into it. James Wan did a fucking epic job directing that movie. Um, I almost called her Sharon Stone, but uh, she's no Sharon Stone. Nicole Kidman uh, was in that movie. And my man, uh, oh my God, I'm getting these names all fucked up. I can't remember his name, but the guy who was in uh, From Dust Till Dawn 3 played Aquaman's dad. Yes, people, there's a From Dust Till Dawn 3. But that's pretty much what we got for the DCU slate. Now let's get on to these you know, um, the future projects for DC, the new, new shit that James Gunn is about to bring to us, people. Now, brace yourselves. 
brace yourselves. I'm going to try to get through these as quick as possible because there's, there's the majority of these I know nothing about. Um, we've got a Creature Commandos seven episode animated series coming out and it is written by james gunn it says that it's already in production it's a modern take on the team of monsters that were assembled to fight nazis the voice cast will also portray the live action versions of the character if the anti-heroes show up in movies or shows now let me look this up really quick i need to pull up uh another tab so i can figure out who the fuck is in here creature Okay, um, I just need to get a like a glimpse of who these characters are in a uh, creature commando because I I've really I've heard nothing about this shit. I I really haven't creature commandos characters. All right, let's see what we got here. Um, people, they are not giving me shit right now. Okay, here we go. It's um it says it, the team was composed of a human leader, a werewolf, a vampire, a Frankenstein's monster and a gorgon. What the fuck? That's it's it is giving me suicide squad vibes because as soon as it said the human team leader, I I immediately thought of Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag. Um but this is like some you know, universal movie monster shit that they're doing here and honestly, okay, an animated series I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm I'm not interested in watching an animated series by DC. Had this been live action, the way that these motherfuckers look in this artwork that they've got, um, maybe I would have latched onto it as something new to get involved with. But uh, I don't really have too much interest in this right now. But I'm sure it's fans of this, uh, this property out there. And if not, maybe James Gunn is trying to do what he did for Guardians of the Galaxy. Because if I'm not mistaken, Guardians of the Galaxy was not a very super popular comic book franchise uh until james gunn brought them into the forefront and really made them a household name which is which is good man i feel like if you can you know um bring properties and characters out of the darkness like that and shed some light on them in in, in the best ways and in live action i feel like that's a win man that's definitely a talent that not every creator you know writer director whatever is they don't all possess that and um I don't know. We'll see what the creature commandos do. Hopefully they do get a live action. Uh, we see them pop up in movies and live action shows. And we're also getting a, a series called Waller. Now, we know Amanda Waller played by Viola Davis. Um, I think that was great casting. I feel like she's a she's a bit smaller than Amanda Waller, but I feel like take whatever liberties you want with that character. If Viola Davis is playing her because she is hard as nails she is as tough as they come and she takes no shit amanda waller is like the real villain in a lot of these things in suicide squad she had everybody by the balls she had that you know that device that would blow motherfuckers uh heads open because they had the chips in their necks and uh she was she was decent in the peacemaker series i i still gotta like finish it in its entirety but um i the amanda waller um tv series i'll probably watch it just to support viola davis in everything she does but this is like it's like uh if i watch it cool if i don't whatever i'll get around to it i'm still shit speaking of viola davis i'm still trying to get to watch the woman king when i watch that then maybe i'll get excited for the wilder tv series now next for all you all you uh you know metropolis natives out there man we got superman legacy and it says 
The upcoming Superman movie written by Gunn that isn't an origin story, it will release July 11th, 2025. Now, I'm wondering how the Superman fans feel about that right now because it was a lot of people that were fucking outraged. They were like, oh, Ezra Miller gets to stay, but Henry Cavill gets fired. James Gunn did clear it up. He said that, you know, Henry Cavill was never fired, but from what I know, Henry Cavill walked into a meeting with DC and Warner Brothers and walked right the fuck out, and he didn't have the same job description that he had. Um, I don't know if he has a job description over at Warner Brothers and DC anymore at all, but he's definitely not playing Superman anymore, and it is unfortunate. I'm not going to lie because Man of Steel, I think, was a solid movie. It's one of those movies I got to go back and watch. Um, Batman v Superman, it was epic to see those two characters come together on screen, but as far as Henry Cavill playing Superman... That, that scene in Zack Snyder's Justice League where Superman comes back to life and the Justice League basically is trying to stroll on him and Superman's fucking them up like it's nobody's business, that is hands down one of the greatest moments I've ever seen in a comic book movie. It is it's some of the best shit I've ever seen on screen. And Henry Cavill made Superman scary. For the first time I've ever seen it, Superman was scary as shit. It's like a horror movie sequence in that. Only difference is he didn't kill anybody. But that look he's got in his eyes as damn near evil Superman, evil Clark Kent, that was the shit dreams were made out of. But I am a Batman guy over Superman. So when I say, it's not to be smart, but when I say it's no big deal for me that Henry Cavill's not playing the character anymore, cool. You know, I feel like if they're going to bring anybody into the mix, bring, I know it's not going to happen, but I was a fan of not the movie per se, but I liked Brandon Routh as Superman. Now, I don't think he was a bad Superman. I just think he was in a boring ass Superman movie that was very underwhelming. And I feel like he deserved a lot better. But Brandon Routh is the closest you're going to get to Christopher Lee's version of of superman but we know we're not getting that they're going with the clean slate i don't know maybe we'll get the multiverse movie and we'll get henry cavill and brandon routh back and a tribute to christopher reeve superman who the fuck knows man but superman legacy july 11th am i excited for that eh, i mean we'll we'll see what happens if it's bad if it's terrible and there's an outrage about that then i'll just be like oh all right where's where's the other movies at now next we've got um lanterns and this says Greg Berlanti's Green Lantern series has been scrapped and a new show will take its place starring Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. So uh, I feel like the we get the best of both worlds with both those Green Lantern characters because there were some people that's like, well, let's focus on Hal Jordan. Well, let's focus on Jon Stewart. You're getting the best of both worlds. And if you got a problem, go cry in the fucking car about it. I feel like James Gunn and, and, and Peter Sanfran, I, I hope I'm saying this guy's name right. Um, I feel like they're trying to give fans what they want and give fans something different at the same time. And I'm 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 OK with that. I'm not really a Green Lantern fan. The one with Ryan Reynolds was it was all right. It definitely wasn't as terrible as people made it out to be. I feel like it was just a trendy thing to hate on at the time. So everybody was just dick riding and was like, yeah, it's a bad movie. Yeah. And they were just in the background just trying to be a part of something. But uh, like you know, Ryan Reynolds was not coming back. And if he was to come back in that, you know, if he had come back in that Justice League movie from Zack Snyder, I wouldn't have, you know, I would have been cool with that. But there was a black Green Lantern that um, I can't remember the actor's name, but Zack Snyder cast him. And I think his part did not make the final cut of that fucking four day long Justice League. Uh, by the way, if you have not seen Zack Snyder's Justice League, I was telling um, I was telling my homie, he's like, is it worth it? And I said, listen, 
all four hours and some change. But I said they break it down in chapters. So if you you know if you want to watch an hour, you can watch an hour. If you want to watch chapter one, you can watch chapter one and get back to it in in you know in a proper order and a proper sitting. But lanterns, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We've got another thing called the Authority. Says a movie based on the Wildstorm superheroes. I don't know who that is, but let's look this up. It says Wildstorm characters. Um, I, I I don't. Who the fuck are these people? Okay, Wildstorm universe. Ab Death. Abo Absalom. Acidia. Adam Bomb. I don't, all right, listen, we're not doing this. We're not doing that because, I listen, I'm not doing all that. The Authority, whatever. If you're a Wildstorm fan out there, that's cool. I don't know who these motherfuckers are. They're giving me a lot of a bunch of nothing. Let's move on to the next one, people. We're going to skip right past that because I don't want to take up too much of your time like I always do. Paradise Lost. It says an HBO Max series that is said to be a Game of Thrones style drama set in Thermoscura takes place prior to Wonder Woman. OK, so we're getting a Wonder Woman prequel series. That might be interesting. A female-led Game of Thrones-style drama. Um, Game of Thrones kind of threw me off because I'm not a fan of that show. Um, I know that just shocked a lot of people out there. I need y'all to stay with me. Do not turn me off because I don't like Game of Thrones. I've tried, people. I just can't get past the Where Art Thou dialogue. I can't do it. Those types of period pieces, it's hit or miss for me. And it's hit or miss whether I'm going to watch it or not. Most of the time, I don't. I do like to give stuff like that a chance. But um, I don't know. It, it depends on what this looks like. Because I really wanted Wonder Woman, uh, you know, a 1984 to be epic. But it was just such a disappointment, man. It wasn't terrible, but it was just like, come on, man. It's a sequel. You're supposed to up the ante with this shit. But, uh, you know, a drama set in Themyscira, I, I mean, it it could work. I'm just, I'm listen, if anything, I'm happy there's going to be a female-led DC uh, HBO Max series. I'm cool with that. And Paradise Lost either sounds like a really amazing drink that you get on an island, or it just sounds like a, you know, a reality TV show where you see some of the most beautiful, exotic women that you've ever seen in your fucking life. I don't know. But um, let's move on. Let's move on, people. The Brave and the Bold. Not to be confused with the bold and the beautiful. And obviously this says new Batman movie featuring Damian Wayne. I'm excited for that. Y'all know I'm a Batman fan. We have not seen Damian Wayne. And I'm, I want to know what the tone of this is going to be. Um, because as far as this DC, the DC universe that we saw, we've never gotten a solo Batman movie. I feel like that Batman solo movie that Ben Affleck was going to direct and star in, it was going to be dark. It was going to be dark, especially if Zack Snyder had had any fingerprints to put on it. It was going to be dark. It was going to be brutal. It was going to be gritty. Now, I don't think they're going to go for the same tone that, especially since it's not associated with this, um, at least this this universal thing that they've got going on. I don't know if they're going to go for the same tone as Matt Reeves, the Batman, because that was very gritty. It almost felt like seven. It felt like a psychological thriller more than a comic book movie. Um I don't know what the tone's going to be, but I feel like the tone will set the standard for a lot, especially if Damian Wayne is being introduced in this property. But anything Batman, I'm on board with it. Speaking of which, this next one, the Batman Part 2. And this release date is October 3rd, 2025. Now, again, the, the tone of that movie, it was like the Riddler, they made him into a straight-up serial killer. And while Jim Carrey did carry, pun intended, Batman Forever... 
Um, the Riddler was due for for an upgrade. Uh, I feel like he was due for a version of the character that could really be taken seriously, that could scare the shit out of people, and you could look at him and his clues and his his trail of blood and tell yourself he's not fucking around in this. And that's exactly what Paul Dano did in that in that Matt Reeves Batman movie. I was so fucking invested in that movie, man. Because I, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. As far as that Matt Reeves, the first Batman movie. I was I was one of those people. Robert Pattinson's playing Batman. Fuck out of here. The bat suit's gonna sparkle. Is he gonna bring Kristen Stewart in there? I was one of those people. But and I've got proof in the pudding, people. This is why I love not erasing episodes. Um, I remember doing an episode saying that okay, I'm warming up to this casting, and I broke down each each little bit of casting. You know, um, uh, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz and Andy Serkis and Colin Farrell everybody that was in that movie i broke down the, the the casting and i said it was very weird casting for me but i will adjust so by the, i was on board and by the time that trailer dropped when they did the dc fandom shit that trailer had me sold i didn't really need anything else but the trailer and the tv spots kept giving me more and more and more and that movie man um that movie was so good the commentary that i did for it it ran a it ran really long because y'all know my intros get long-winded my outros do as well but that's like a two and a half hour three hour movie but it is well worth it man the story was so well done i don't there's not a bad performance in that movie for me and robert pattinson was a fantastic batman he might not have been the strongest bruce wayne but i understood like his his character arcs and his motivation. He was more like a rebellious young man. I'm, I'm not gonna call him a teenager because he was a lot older, but he was like a, a rebellious young man. And he had this estranged relationship with Alfred. Um, if there's one thing I, that I took away that I really didn't care for in the in the Batman movie was the fact that I didn't have an emotional attachment to 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 Bruce and Alfred's relationship. Um, you know, coming off the heels of Jeremy Irons and Christian Bale's relationship as Alfred and Bruce, you know, where it almost brings you to tears. Then going into something a little more like um, a, a little more hands on with Jeremy Irons and Ben Affleck, he was you know that Alfred was more of a grease monkey. He helped uh, Bruce Wayne Batman out a lot more than we normally see Alfred in these in these live action adaptations. But there was just really not a lot to Andy Serkis' Alfred and Robert Pattinson's Batman in that movie. Man, I'm sorry. It just he was like Master Wayne. You've got to come down and and greet your company. You've been sitting in your room listening to you know sad songs for 17 years or whatever the fuck it was. He's just like Alfred. You're not my father. Like that's basically all it was throughout the whole thing. And I, it was kind of tiring. But the movie was still, I don't know if I gave it a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. I don't remember, but it's very high up there. I don't think I gave it anything lower than an 8 for sure. So the Batman 2, I only thing, who are we getting as the villain? And I just posted this on social media this morning. I said that these rumors of the Condiment King being the villain in the Batman 2 are fucking ridiculous. I really hope Matt Reeves does not decide to go with the Condiment King. And yes, I do want to see villains from the rogues gallery that we've never seen before. I feel like unless they deserved a super upgrade, Bane deserved an upgrade. Poison Ivy deserves an upgrade. Catwoman, not so much. The Penguin, not so much. Two-Face, absolutely. Riddler, sure. As great as Jim Carrey was in that movie, all these characters I mentioned deserved an upgrade, like a, to, to make them badass again, to make them be taken seriously again. And while I do want to, I don't want to see the same recycled characters. I do want to see new characters. I want to see Man Bat, the ventriloquist, Hush, Hugo Strange. You know what I'm saying? I want to see those characters. Clayface, even. But not the Condiment King. Anybody but the Condiment King, man. I, you Give me, isn't there a Batman villain called the Calendar Man or some shit like that? Give me that motherfucker. 
You know, there was rumors that Mr. Freeze was going to be in there. I feel like Mr. Freeze is another character that could definitely use an upgrade. But if we get Gotham City, you know, under snow and ice, kind of like how, uh, you know, Batman and Robin was terrible. But Gotham City under snow and ice was the last time we that was the last time we saw that. And we saw Gotham, you know, snowed in a little or it was snow on the ground in Batman Returns Christmas movie. You know, we can that's debatable whether Batman Returns is a Christmas movie or not. I happen to think it is. But um, I, like if we see Mr. Freeze overtake Gotham and, and f- literally freeze everything and at, like I'm with that. I'm with that. Let's bring in the gadgets and gadgets and let's make the Batman skates, you know, plausible. Let's not make them goofy this time around like they we're not even going to talk about that. Rest in peace. Shout out to Joel Schumacher. We are not going to slander that movie right now while we're trying to praise the Batman and the upcoming the Batman part two. And another thing I'm curious about well, uh, before I move on is. um. Are, is 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 Matt Reeves going to bring the Joker back into the forefront? Barry Keoghan played the Joker, but he was in a deleted scene for the Batman. And I did a reaction to that deleted scene, and I was actually pretty fucking impressed. And I was surprised at that because at that point I was all Jokered out. You know, we've seen Jack Nicholson. You know, Cesar Romero is the template, but we've seen Jack Nicholson. We've fucking seen Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger set the bar in 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 the sky for me personally. Best Joker. We've seen um, Jared Leto, who I feel like got a rotten deal, and he did not even get a chance to give. People didn't even want to give him a chance. He had his bull, he had a bullseye on his back before a movie even came out. And we've seen Joaquin Phoenix, and I was not a fan of his Joker. The movie's fine, it's okay, but I wasn't a fan of Joaquin Phoenix's uh, him as the Joker. No, nah, him as Arthur Fleck, this standalone character. Sure, his performance is great, but it's just not a Joker movie for me. Um, are we going to get Barry Keoghan back as Joker? Is he going to break out of Arkham Asylum? Because there's a moment in that deleted scene where he steals a paperclip off of Batman's case file, and I think that's to uncuff himself. So we'll see what happens. And, you know, he was actually in the final cut because you don't see a lot of him, but when the Riddler gets locked up towards the end of the movie, uh, he's, he's next door to the Joker's cell. And that that's really all they hint at for the Joker. But I think that was a nice little thing that, that Matt Reeves threw in there. But... I don't want the Joker to be the main antagonist. Uh, I don't ever want to see that again in any Batman movie. If he's in there, just put him in there as like a, um, uh, you know, like a sidebar character. It, it sounds crazy because the Joker's like one of the most popular, if not the most popular villain. But just sidebar him this time and um, give us another villain to, you know, to root for and to be scared of this time around. Now, next here, we've got three more people. And next is a uh, Booster Gold which is going to be an HBO Max series based on the lower tier superhero Booster Gold. Who the hell is this? All right, let's see. Let me look this up. Booster Gold DC. Um okay, his costume, he he looks like at first glance, this motherfucker looks like Javelin from uh the Suicide Squad. Say Booster Gold, Michael John Carter is a superhero appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics. No shit. He is initially depicted as a glory-seeking showboat from the future, staging high-publicity heroics through his knowledge of historical events and futuristic technology. Carter develops over the course of his publication history and through personal tragedies to become a hero weighed down by his reputation. Um, the character has been portrayed in live-action television by Eric Mart- Martsoff in Smallville. Okay, that's enough, Smallville. Y'all, y'all rubbed me the wrong way. I don't like CW. I don't like CW, um, but Booster Gold, I, listen, I don't know literally nothing about him. Nothing I read really excites me. Um, I'm not just, I'm not going to be, 
you know, I'm not going to judge this based on the fact that he was in Smallville. There were so many characters that popped up in Smallville that we saw different versions of that were solid outside of the CW bullshit. But Booster Gold, I, I don't know what to say, so I'll skip over that one. Um, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, which is going to be a Supergirl movie that will be based on the Tom King miniseries. Now, we got a Supergirl movie once upon a time. Let me see when this... Uh, when this Supergirl movie came out. Oh, this was 1984. This movie came out. And we did have a TV series. But, um... Supergirl... Okay, I'm trying to... Trying to figure out who played her. They're giving me a hard fucking time here. Helen Slater. Uh, Faye Dunaway was in Supergirl? Peter O'Toole? Mia Farrow? Oh, shit. Maybe Hart Bachner. Maybe it's time to go back and watch this. I know it does not hold up well at all, but Supergirl used to come on back in the day, like on HBO or was it the movie channel? It used to come on one of those networks a lot. And the only thing I really remember that stood out was Supergirl breaking a coconut in half or some shit and, and letting the guy drink the juice inside of it to revive him or, you know, bring him back to life. Whatever the fuck was going on in that movie. It, it wasn't a super memorable movie. No pun intended. But um, the fact that they're giving Supergirl um her own movie i'm wondering will it be the same actress from uh the flash movie because like i said supergirl is in the flash movie and hold up really quickly let me look up the actress's name that is going to play her jesus christ they gave me the flash uh cw god damn the cw you just can't escape the shit man can't never escape the shit all right let's see who supergirl is in the flash movie Give me two seconds, people. Sasha Cal, or is it Sasha Kelly? She's playing Supergirl in this movie. Um, and you don't really see a lot of her. You see her in the background in the Flash teaser where there's Flash and there's another version of Flash. And Supergirl, I think, is to the right of the screen. And, uh, you know, Barry Allen's, I think, I'm assuming he's looking at Michael Keaton in that shot. And he's like, you in? Because they're in the Batcave. And I think they're trying to get Bruce Wayne to ride along with them. But Supergirl, I'm excited for because... um. We've only seen one big screen version of her. We don't really spend a lot of focus on her character. I've never seen the TV show, but as far as live action, uh, big screen adaptations, I feel like Supergirl definitely deserves it. Um, and it, it'll add to the fact that, you know, James Gunn is trying to focus on these female characters. And I, I really appreciate that, man. I, you know, even though it's a Marvel thing, it's like I, I thought of Thanos where he's like balance as all things should be or whatever the hell he said. But keeping a balance and having, you know, strong female superhero characters and even just strong, you know, um, characters that aren't superheroes, just strong female characters in these movies in general. I feel like that matters and their representation matters as well, man. So I, I, I definitely applaud James Gunn for putting Supergirl back into uh back into the mix and i like the tag uh, not the tagline but the subtitle woman of tomorrow it just feels like she's gonna make everything okay it feels like she's gonna save the day but i don't want it to be like a i want it to be fun i want it to be entertaining i want the comedy to be there but i want it to be taken seriously i don't want it to be as stupid as the the original was now um people before we wrap this up, I have to get to the last one. You know they saved the best for last. Vanessa Williams taught you motherfuckers well with that save the best for last business. Now, people, I've mentioned a lot of DC properties in this episode, whether they be TV series or whether they be movies that are coming. There's ones that I mentioned in the DCU, and there's some that I've mentioned that are outside of the DCU. But um, this is the one. This is the one that had me excited today, and this is the one that really made me lose my shit 
And I, I almost was at a loss for words. And the more and more I think about this shit, the more I can't wait to see it. Let me tell y'all something. The last thing on this DC slate that I'm looking at right now, can y'all guess what it is? Can y'all guess what it is? It's the Solo Killer Croc movie. No, I'm fucking with y'all right now. I hope I didn't give nobody a heart attack. Fuck no, it's not no goddamn Killer Croc movie. The last thing they got on this DC slate of movies is fucking Swamp Thing. They said it's going to be a DC horror movie that will close out the first chapter of the new DCU. God damn. Yo, I cannot fucking wait of all the things people y'all listen if y'all been keeping up with me these last three years and some change y'all know i'm a batman guy that's my guy that's the best superhero to ever take flight to ever walk the earth anywhere any day of the week batsy is that motherfucker but swamp thing on the other hand i've been waiting for this man and when you inject horror into comic book properties i am here for it man really quickly man i don't want to fanboy out and be an hour talking about this shit let's look at the first the, the very first swamp thing movie um 1982 rest in peace shout out to the late great Wes craven of course um and i think if i'm not mistaken harry manfredini did the music for this shit because you can hear it let me let me see who i think harry manfredini did they're not showing me here but um you know i this movie's cool and it feels like a swamp it, it's got an atmosphere to it you know uh, adrian barbeau ray wise david hess and uh, lewis jordan dick dordock played swamp thing like i i used to really like this movie and then then i saw the return of swamp thing and that i'm telling y'all man i am more partial to that movie than the first one because that movie is a straight up monster movie and it's a comic book movie fresh off the pages of a comic book and i i have it's is it silly absolutely does it know exactly what it is absolutely is it cheesy absolutely is some of the acting bad absolutely but Jim Wynarski, man, God bless him, because this movie is entertaining as shit, and it is hilarious. Now, if y'all know me well enough, y'all know I'm a practical effects over CG effects type of guy. And this is classic. This is one of the reasons I love the movie Doom so much. Not D-U-N-E, but D-O-O-M, with The Rock and Carl Urban and Richard Brack. Um, it's a monster movie. It's a classic, cheesy, man-in-a-suit movie monster movie that is what swamp thing is man and while the, this came out in what 1989 while while this movie may be it, it has aged a certain way i can appreciate every bit of time and effort blood sweat and tears put into those practical effects man they've got this sequence where dick dordock and um oh what's her name sarah douglas from return of living dead 3 they're going into this laboratory and the guy who's got who keeps using the asthma inhaler he's showing them all these different human hybrids on some island of dr moreau type shit there's somebody that he you know he mutated with a roach a cockroach there's somebody he mutated with an elephant like it's all types of shit going on in there and while the effects look shiny and rubbery I, I swear to God on everything, I appreciate that shit. I appreciate the leech man that Swamp Thing has to fight at some point in the movie. That shit used to scare the hell out of me, man. And I love 
the cast, man, Dick Dordock came back, Louis Jordan came back, Sarah Douglas, Ace Mask, um, uh, Joey Segal, and Heather Locklear was a straight-up bombshell. She's gorgeous in that fucking movie, man. I don't blame Swamp Thing for busting that ass in Swamp. You know, she he, he you know, bit that little, or he took that little piece of broccoli off his hand, and she ate that shit, and they got it in. And I don't blame them one fucking bit. If she loves plants that much, she, is, is that called like a... You know, is that a philia? You know how they say necrophilia is when people have sex with dead people? What do you call it when you have sex with plants? Because I, Abby Arcane was definitely one of those philia. Is it, is it, I don't know. Leaveophilia, plantophilia? I don't know. Somebody out there let me know. But um, the Return of Swamp thing, that that's where I'm at with this shit, man. I, I love that. And then I remember we had the 90s series. I, wanna, I don't remember who played Swamp Thing in that 90s series. But speaking of series, we got a series in like t- in 2019 or so. Why they canceled that series, I have no fucking idea because that shit was shaping up to be one of the most epic DC series properties in general. That shit captured the vibes. That shit captured the horror vibes, everything it had going for it. Um, Real quick, man, let me look up this Swamp Thing TV series, man, because this shit, there was no excuse why this did not continue on, man. You had Derek Mears playing Swamp Thing, who is the modern movie monster. And if anybody doesn't know who Derek Mears is, Derek Mears played Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th remake. He played the classic Predator in the Predators movie with Adrian Brody. He played the werewolf in, um, oh my God, he played the werewolf in uh, Wes Craven's Cursed movie. He played that guy who um, Will Smith is fighting in the Wild Wild West. He was an Alita battle angel. Derek Mears was uh, the chameleon mutant in the Hills Have Eyes 2 remake. Safe to say, Derek Mears is our modern day Lon Chaney or, you know, uh, Boris Karloff. He's a modern day movie monster, man. And I, I appreciate that guy so much. So to hear him talk about the cancellation of the show, it fucking hurts, man. Crystal Reed was in there. Andy Bean from uh, It Chapter 2 was in there. Virginia Madsen was in there. Will Patton. Kevin Durand was in there. Kevin Durand's another underrated actor, man. He played um, one of the angels that was fighting what's my man name from legion he was the bad angel in legion pretty much um and he also played barry burton and you couldn't have got better casting in resident evil retribution to play barry burston barry burston barry burton than kevin durant and he played the blob in x-men origins wolverine michael beach was in this tv series rj kyler was in the first episode spoiler alert he does get murked off in that first episode but they were on to something amazing with that swamp thing series and then they like revived it and put it on the cw or some shit and it just, it didn't help because it was just going to get canceled regardless, man. I don't know who was behind that, but fuck you for canceling that 2019 Swamp Thing series. It was amazing. And I got to finish watching the last couple episodes. But this right here, people, before I close out, let me say, this is the this is the news that got me. Swamp Thing and God bless James Gunn, man. I'm sorry I ever doubted it. Now, we're going to have to wait a very long time for this Swamp Thing but this shit better be worth it. If this is the if this is what we have that's going to close out this first chapter of the DCU, then so be it. I'll deal with the filler, you know, TV series and the filler movies. Uh, if there's anything outside of this that's going to keep me occupied, you know, building up to the Swamp Thing closeout, it's going to be the Batman movies and it's going to be Superman and Supergirl. It's going to be that. That will keep me afloat until we get to, you know, until we get to the end of the road. 
for this Swamp Thing movie, man. I This is the news I needed. Because I'm cool with the lighthearted shit. I'm cool with the raunchy shit like Peacemaker. But the horror. The horror, people. Y'all know what the foundation of the Tudor Reviews podcast is. It's the fucking horror, man. I, I try to do a lot of other genres, man. But y'all know I'm a horror buff. So when you tell me you're giving me a horror movie version of Swamp Thing. Because Swamp Thing should be horror as is. Then I am 200% invested in this, man. Um... You know, and then it then it says uh, at the end to close the article out, it says with a clear vision ahead, the DC universe can now move forward to an to a unified goal rather than feeling disjointed. Ooh, shots fired, motherfuckers. Who wrote this article? Uh, Tyler Treese. Shots fired, sir. But I, I agree. Um, 200 percent. I agree, man, because if James Gunn coming in and everybody cleaning house, if if that's what had to happen for DC to get some type of structure and DC to get some type of balance and just an overall blueprint for what they need to do in the now and moving forward, then that's just then I feel like that's the sacrifice that's well worth it. Um, I wish Zack Snyder could be a part of this. I really, truly do, man. But I'm going to be that optimistic person. <sighs> This shit's like an abusive relationship, man. I just keep giving DC chance after chance after chance. But I'm going to try to be more optimistic this time around because there is a plan in motion and we see what it is. And James Gunn has been very vocal about what he wants from this from this uh, this property, man. And I don't think he's over there to play any fucking games at all. And rightfully so, man. This is just another great thing for James Gunn to add to his resume. And um, this was great news for DC fans out there. Or at least I hope it was. It's great news for me overall. Because um, even while there's some stuff that I'm not familiar with or not really excited about, there's still several things that I cannot wait to see. And Swamp Thing being, you know, the number one thing that I, I'm, I'm really waiting for, man. So big shout out to James Gunn and, you know, Warner Brothers in D.C., man. It's, it sounds like you guys, y'all getting y'all shit together. Y'all going through the 12-step program together, you know, as a unit. Shouldn't just be James Gunn or somebody or Hamada, whoever the fuck that dude was, going to the 12-step program by himself. No, this is a group effort. We're going to go through the fucking gauntlet and the fire and be in the trenches together. So by the time they come out on the other end, on the other side, then we can have something something stable, man. I, if this is what it takes to get DC there, if we got to have some unknowns and some, you know, some some lesser known things in the mix to, to get some stability. I'm, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for trusting this process. I'm going to stay hopeful that. This is a win for DC, man. Um, and, you know, it is also sad that a lot of the movies that are coming out in the DCU, we're not going to get sequels to. So that'll be as hopefully these are good swan songs. And there's a reason I feel like a lot of these movies are undergoing reshoots or went un, that underwent reshoots um, because maybe they did it to, to close out the, the, the chapters for these characters once and for all. And, and that's cool, man. I feel like that's a respectable thing to do if that's actually what they're doing. You know, if they did reshoots to really close out the Jason Momoa's chapter for Aquaman, then I feel like that's a respectable thing to do. Because nobody has to do that. You know, you can set something up and just leave people on a cliffhanger for the rest of their lives and never go back to it. And then just announce years later, yeah, we don't have any plans of revisiting that shit. Um, but uh, I, I, I like what I'm hearing. And I like where this is going overall. Now... Again, I, I wish I could have seen, uh, you know, the universe that we saw building itself play out. But um, I, I feel like it was more rushed than anything. So by the time it was, you know, time to play catch up, not play catch up, but to piece things together for these solo characters moving forward, it, it was already a mess at that point. And it's like 
it was shit on top of shit on top of shit. You know, every time DC fucked something up, they it's kind of like presidency. You know, if I can make that comparison. For example, everybody was excited when, you know, uh, President Barack Obama was was became the president. Everybody was excited. Now, granted, I'm happy I was able to see that, man. I'm glad I was alive to see a black president. That was historical for me and for so many other people, countless others. But not trying to be a Debbie Downer. But what I told somebody was, was that he's not going to be able to do a lot for us. You know, he's not going to be able to do a lot for the world because he's about to be cleaning up eight years worth of shit from the last motherfucker that was in office. So it's kind of like that with D.C. It's like when you when you when you're fucking up, you're piling on to what already was fucked up, if that makes any sense. I listen, I don't want to get long winded here, people. I'll wrap it up. I'm excited for this. Um, And shout out to James Gunn and Warner Brothers in D.C., man. I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud of y'all, man. Y'all sticking to y'all guns, pun intended. And I feel like James Gunn is the right guy to come in there and whip things into shape, man. I'm I'm so surprised that I'm saying this, man. But it's good to hear, man. But people, y'all already know where to go, man. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, and Podcast Addict. Shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Ribeiro Tutor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And last but certainly not least, shout out to the Tutor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there. By the way, man, uh, now that I mentioned TikTok, I got to say something. I don't know if I want to make that an announcement or anything, but it's, it's only the fact that TikTok does this thing where they want you to earn the link in your bio. It's not like Instagram where you can just, you know, put a link in your bio that people can click on and access whatever it is that you're doing. Um, no, TikTok doesn't do that. You have to get a, a, um, a thousand followers for them to give you an active link in the bio. So, But I keep the, the link in there. It's just people would have to type it in themselves. And it's unfortunate because I know a lot of people ain't got the time to do that. Everybody's attention span is way different. Um, me personally, I'm going to type that shit in if I'm interested enough. So y'all make sure y'all do the same if y'all interested enough. But um, I'm I'm very close. I want to say by I'll speak it into existence. By the end of this week, I feel like I'm going to hit a thousand followers. And that's when they finally let you go live. Excuse me. And do live videos. So I am thinking about, you know, I just said I don't want to do no announcements. And here the fuck I go doing one anyway. I'm a glutton for punishment, people. But I um I feel like I want to I'm going to do a live video. But I feel like what I'm going to do um, on on you know, the TikTok live video for the first time, I feel like I'm just going to do a and a So if anybody is following me on that platform that listens to the podcast, um, that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be, you know, taking questions, answering questions, um, just all around movie talk, whether it's horror movies. I feel like the majority will be horror, but overall movie talk, man, that's what y'all can pretty much look forward to. And uh, I'm going to probably be nervous to do it because I like Probably not, though, because I feel like, um, you know, the more videos I do on TikTok and the more I do my my um, live stream show, shout out to my boy Johnny Zuko. Make sure y'all follow Bump in the Night Podcast 1428 on Podbean and wherever else other podcasts are available. But I feel like the more I do that, that show with him also... Um, by the way, we do we do our show uh, two Wednesdays out of every month, uh, 7 p.m., if you guys want to check that out. But the more I'm in front of these cameras is what I'm trying to say, uh, you know, talking about movies, the more I feel like I'm I'm gearing myself up towards really getting this YouTube channel popping. And while everybody supports the audio podcast and I really appreciate and love y'all for that, man, y'all been rocking out with me for three years. I feel like it's it's almost really 
absolutely certainly time to make that transition and just start the YouTube channel because I feel like, uh, you know, on TikTok, I'm talking about movies already. Uh, I do a lot of those green screen reviews and rants and just thoughts uh, types of videos. So I feel like it's no different. Um, maybe there'll be a couple minutes longer, several minutes longer on a YouTube channel. I don't know. But I feel like I'm really getting my bearings together to, to, to make that transition. Obviously, I'm going to still have the audio podcast, but I feel like it'll be... Um, It'll be really beneficial to like not only to my craft, but to like just the brand I'm trying to build with this with this Tudor Reviews podcast, man. I will probably more than likely keep the YouTube channel Tudor Reviews as well. But um, yeah, I'm just just trying to keep everybody in the loop, man, because if you guys see me pop up in another YouTube video or something like that um, or in a YouTube video by myself, that's not with Johnny Zuko, then y'all know I have officially started. Um, on a path that I'm probably going to stay on. I, I'm, I'm just trying to stay busy, people. I'm trying to stay active, stay creative, and um, you know, keep keep you guys coming back to the content, man. Keep you guys entertained and invested. Because honestly, every single time I wrap up one of these episodes or jump into one of these episodes, I've realized more and more this shit is this shit's way bigger than me, man. This is this is all y'all. This is every single listener from everywhere. Uh, Every single time y'all tune in, every single time y'all give me feedback, it's motivation for me to keep doing it, whether I, you know, take hiatuses, whether I'm dealing with life's bullshit. This this platform's nothing without you guys. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that do want me to start that YouTube channel. And that that's gonna be for y'all as well, man. All of this shit, this content that I'm that, that I'm putting out, man, this excitement that I have for all these movies and shit, a lot of that is is y'all, man. And I I thank y'all, man, and I appreciate y'all. And y'all already know the love and support y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.